Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am, but first, let me tell you about the meat-tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard, if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S, Grubs, G-R-U-B-S. I'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on YouTube. So check it out and get some carnivore swag. Welcome to episode 21 of the Carnivore Stories podcast. Today I have with me Eric Young from Canton, Ohio. He is a 50-year-old veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. And you can find him on Instagram at No Carb Nation, where he is inspiring and motivating others to live a zero-carb life. Thank you so much for joining me today, Eric. Well, thank you for having me, Alyssa. This is, uh, this is my first uh, podcast experience. I'm really excited to be here, and I've watched some of your videos on YouTube and your interviews, and uh, like I said, I couldn't be more excited to be here today. All right. All right. I'm excited, too. This is always the highlight of my day. <laughs> All right. So I like to jump right in and... Can you tell me about your life, your lifestyle, your diet before coming to the way you eat now? I sure can. Uh, so going way back to, to high school, I have played or got introduced to weights in uh, about 12 years old, played football through shot and disc throughout high school. Uh, typical high schooler ate like garbage. Uh, back then I thought I was eating great right i was told a healthy breakfast was you know, cereal grapefruit orange juice toast uh, all those things uh but obviously didn't eat real well plus did the typical teenager things right, uh, consume some things i shouldn't consume uh after graduation went to the military mm -hmm. uh was in the best shape of my life but still uh my my diet was awful um you know, got out after four years i got married started a family and, you know, all through my 20s, uh, even though I was eating like most Americans do, it's not very good, it didn't affect me because you're that age, just seems like you know, things are in your favor. However, when I hit uh, 30, right around that time frame, uh, things started uh, not uh, staying so well for me uh, due to my lifestyle choices. So, uh, again, I've always been avid with the weights, but my diet was just horrible. Uh, stress levels were high, sleep patterns were bad. So about 30, um, started getting a lot of the gut issues, right? The, uh, the acid reflux diagnosed with GERD, uh, ended up actually getting diagnosed with Barrett's esophagus, uh, from all the acid damage. Mm. And, uh, and that's a precursor to throat cancer. So that was kind of scary. Um, uh, a little more into my thirties, uh, you know, developed type two diabetes and, uh, the doctor at the time, his answer was, you know, medication. 
as my A1C numbers got worse, he put me on more medication. Um, I obviously wasn't very smart about it. Uh, I thought that's how we went about it. A um, little further into the 30s, uh, developed sleep apnea. So my diet was horrible. I was severely overweight, uh, high stress job. Uh, again, the gut issues, you know, the type two diabetes, the sleep apnea, uh, turned 40. I got hit with the high blood pressure pretty bad. Uh, mid forties started, uh, the health issues started accumulating, um, the peripheral neuropathy, you know, the, the brain fog, shortness of breath, uh, just issue after issue. It got to the point, my mid forties were, it felt like my body was fighting against me. And, uh, and it was enough to finally scare me in the realization that there's a better way out there. Yeah. Okay. So you, cause I, I have a similar story except for mine happened like 20 years before yours. <laughs> so high blood pressure, I had neuropathy in my feet. It was, it was really bad, really scary. And I know what that's like, like, okay, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do it. So how did you find out about going low carb, no carb? Well, it's, uh, it's funny you ask. So um, when I was going through those, those laundry list of health issues in my mid-40s, there were some scary things there. So my first experience in neuropathy was I had the, the freezing cold feeling below my knees all the way to my toes and couldn't mm-hmm. shake it for a couple of days, uh, went to the ER, along with, again, all the other symptoms, brain fog, the shortness of breath, the I got to a point also where I couldn't work out anymore. I, I really had trouble doing much of anything. And uh, so they ran all these tests. I went to a neurologist. They thought it could be MS. And you know, that's very scary. I think thankfully it wasn't. Um, but so they couldn't answer a lot of these health symptoms, even through all the tests, the prokes, the, the proddings, the scans. Uh, and I was getting really desperate. So I was up one night, uh, about two in the morning. I'm upset beyond uh, imagination there. And you know, I, you know, I, I'm praying for help. I'm begging and pleading you know, for some type of sign to help me answer why I'm feeling this way, why my body feels like it's rejecting me. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, Google, right? I'm Googling uh, all the different symptoms. And yeah. I just happened to stumble across an article of a person that had a lot of the similar health experiences I was having and wasn't getting the answers he was needing. And he went to a, uh, I hadn't even heard of keto at this time, um, but I went to a keto type diet, you know, cutting the carbs real low and started reversing a lot of these health issues and piqued my interest. I dug a little deeper. It was probably five, five thirty in the morning. I had found all these different stories of people going to a low carb lifestyle. I was desperate. I, again, I felt like at that point I wasn't going to make it to see 50. I wasn't going to make it to see some Mm -hmm. of my kids graduate school. You know, I was going to miss those things. I was that desperate feeling that low health wise. So the next morning I started a a low carb diet. Now I started at that time. Again, we're going back to December of 2017. I started with uh, 30 carbs or under, um, started feeling pretty good. You know, not immediately, but over the next couple months, the weight started dropping pretty fast. Uh, the checkups, the doctor, my A1C was lowering pretty fast. And, uh, neuropathy was getting better. Brain fog. Was so I started seeing a pretty significant uh, 
you know, increase in, in health within a few months. And as I continued to research and, and follow other people in the low-carb community, I stumbled across carnivore and animal-based. And it wasn't long. Mm -hmm. I jumped to that lifestyle, you know, zero to 10 carbs a day max, uh, close to zero uh, most day. And, and I've been, you know, carnivore, animal-based, whatever you want to call it, ever since. And, you know, so I, even though I saw those impacts with the keto and low-carb, switching to the carnivore animal base really uh really saw those uh those betterments in health uh, again the weight was just shedding off and I, again i didn't start this for the weight i mm -hmm. uh, i've always been big i just started for health but it correlates right the excess weight correlates yeah. to the worst health and things like that so um honestly the i got off the i got off the uh the type two diabetes medications, my A1Cs and the low to mid fives was at 10.1 at my highest. So it was mm. uh, cut that about half. Triglycerides used to be like in the two seventies, you know, that's down to like 80. Mm -hmm. uh, so all these impacts from, you know, eating an animal based carnivore diet, everyone's telling me yeah. too, oh, you can't eat all that red meat. You can't eat all that bacon. You can't eat all those eggs. It's going to kill you. It's just the opposite. And mm -hmm. it's been life-changing and I dare say life-saving for me. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I have no doubts that stumbling upon this has saved my life and definitely changed my life and definitely saved my life. Um, so when you first started low carb, were you coming from a standard American diet? Had you tried to change your diet at all before? Or? I, I did. So right before going low carb, I had uh, reduced my calories significantly. Mm -hmm. um, but I was still, again, I thought I was eating healthy. Like in the morning, I'd have oatmeal. I'd have some fruit, uh, juice. And I, it was still, albeit natural sugars for the most part. It was still sugars. So I started to mm -hmm. lose a little weight just by restricting so many calories, which I don't recommend. Uh, but the health issues weren't getting any better. Um, prior to that, trying to lose weight, I ate like everybody else, right? I, I had my you know sandwiches, uh, pizza once a week, uh, occasional beers here and there, uh, chips. I was a chipaholic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I Long story short, yeah, standard American diet. I ate like millions of others Americans, uh, millions of other Americans. It just, uh, my, my body couldn't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. uh, did you have any issues adapting to low carb or to carnivore when you switched over to that? You know, I did not. And I've read about people who get the keto flu and, and things like that. Honestly, I experienced none of that. Uh, the only experiences I had were all positive, uh, you know, increased in energy, uh, you know, the, the mm -hmm. brain fog going away, neuropathy going away, the A1C is lowering, triglycerides lowering. It's just, uh, I guess the only negative effect uh, wasn't me. It was, you know, my old doctor constantly complaining about mm -hmm. my diet, even though it improved everything. Mm -hmm. And then all the friends and family members that just didn't get it, right? That, uh, Right. I didn't understand why I was going to this lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody knows, you know, meat's going to kill you. It's the worst thing you possibly eat. Right. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I don't even bother debating them anymore. It's, you know, they can believe what they want. It's, you know, when I was having a donuts, pizza, and beer, it was no issue. But, you know, now I'm eating red meat, eggs, and bacon. It's it's the end of the world, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was so, it was a lot to wrap my head around because how fast my health started to turn around by eating only meat. And it was like, it was like, what that, that was it, that it was that simple all this time. Cause this has been a huge monkey on my back. Like, Oh God, I'm going to die young. You know, nothing's helping me. And uh, here we go. The thing I thought was the worst possible thing you could eat. Um, you know, it ended up healing me, healing me up. No doubt. It's a, it, it's, it's amazing that everything we were taught growing up is just the opposite. You know? so, yeah. And, and you could see it with today's food, a lot of it being so processed and, and the different things that are pushed, you can see it in the health of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, because I'm looking for it more or what, but like me and my husband, we were talking the other day and I brought it up to him. I was like, Hey, have you noticed that you're the only guy at the grocery store who doesn't have man boobs? And he was like, he's like, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, just like, just next time you go to the grocery store, look around and see the state that everybody else is in and see everything that they're putting in their carts that you're not putting in your cart. And he came home and he was like, oh my God, you're right. Like I never, I, 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 maybe I wasn't looking, but this is what it is now. And we were both like, has it always been like this or what happened? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It's the same thing. I, I look around and, and it's just, you know, I, I actually feel bad for people because I don't think they, you know, again, they've been so taught to believe one thing that you know, they won't even listen to the idea that you know what they're doing is not healthy until it's too late, until their health mm-hmm. suffers. And um, so, yeah, the, the things we're eating today, the the processed foods, the our lifestyles of sitting all day, right? That's my job requires me to sit in front of a computer all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't like that aspect of it, but uh, people are comfortable with not training. You know, just uh, you sit all day at work, you sit during the commute come home, sit to eat, and you sit and watch, you know, TV and go to bed and do it again. And so people are eating worse food and they're not being active. And you can see it uh, just in people's health. They're, you know, people our age or my age, I think I'm quite a bit older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, you, you see, it. it's just like the norm now is to be overweight and sick. And, and that's sad. Um, yeah. But, even going to, uh, you know, someone much younger like yourself, we even seen that in, in younger folks. It's just becoming acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really scary because like, I know like probably your generation, that's when these things are affecting them. But then my generation, there's a lot of my peers that are dealing with the same type of thing. Like I was the obesity, the early heart disease, the pre-diabetes, all of these really serious things. And it's, it's really scary because it's like, okay, well, if this generation has it now, then what are, what's my kid's generation going to be like? Is this going to be them in their teens and their, and, you know, even, even younger? 
Um, but I have, I, I do have hope that, you know, goodness prevails. I mean, uh, like, uh, Sean Baker, MeteorX, uh, other, other, uh, people are really trying to, trying to bring these things to light. And I, I hope the, the word gets out and, and people learn a little bit better way to manage their health. It's funny you said Sean Baker when I, uh, that was the first person that I found regarding the carnivore lifestyle you know, after it had already been keto and low carb. And so he was instrumental in, uh, you know, in some of my research information and uh, he still obviously leads the way in the carnivore community. He's a, he's a specimen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what all do you include in your diet now? Okay. So in my diet, uh, a lot of red meat. Um, yeah. You know, steaks when when I have them, uh, mostly ground beef right now, uh, just because that's what I have more available. Um, some pork in terms of uh, you know bacon and ground pork. Uh, some pork roasts and chops from here and there. Uh, when uh, deer season is upon us now here in Ohio, so uh, when things go well there, I I include venison in my diet. Um, occasionally lamb. I don't get much of it, but uh, include that in there eggs i've been eating a lot more eggs uh, include a little bit of cheese i can handle it some folks can't um but uh, it, it's natural cheese i'm not going to buy the processed stuff i try to get uh, as clean as i can with that and other than that that's all i eat food wise i'll drink uh, coffee and water and then uh, yeah red meat pork yeah. cheese and eggs that's it okay uh do you how many times do you usually eat in a day are you doing three meals two meals one meal i uh i adopted the you know listen to your body approach typically two meals a day when i started the animal based i i started eating listening to my body eating when i was hungry which has equated to twice a day mm -hmm. so i usually eat around this time of day and then uh, a meal again at some Upper. And that's, uh, that's it. That's, that's when my body tells me I'm hungry. Sometimes it's once a day, but yeah. most of the time it's twice. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, seen, that's what I've kind of settled into also. And that, that seems pretty common, like just fill up twice a day. And, and most people are good getting by on that. Um, let's see. What is your favorite food at the moment? That's tough. And I'll eat uh, basically four things, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, red, ground beef. Um, okay. I, would say, I, I take that back. I, I would say ribeye is my favorite, yeah. but that's uh, I don't, I don't have a freezer full of ribeyes at the moment. Right, so, right, right. Uh, I guess anything red meat, I guess, but ground beef and ribeyes would tie for right there at number one. Yeah. Yeah. Red meat is king. I mean, before coming into this way of eating, I did favor chicken more, but now I'm like, oh, chicken like if i have too much chicken i'm like oh i that's not so great i definitely yeah. red red meat's where it's at yeah. um, i'll be honest with you I, I don't eat a lot of chicken i just uh i you know it's not there's the nutritional value like you find in red meat just isn't there it's right. just kind of bland for me so on occasion yeah yeah i'm not i it chicken is cheap so if you're trying to save money, if somebody's trying to save money, they could go for chicken. But I did a like a one week 
budget carnivore experiment because I was I wanted to see okay well what's the absolute cheapest I could eat carnivore if I like had no money and I was eating a lot of chicken and by the end of the week I was like so like honestly like I hate chicken chicken's like the worst thing <laughs> in the world and I was like I don't want any more of that for like a good month and I and I did and I just couldn't it's, nope um do you include any organs? Do you eat any organs? I, I, I do, yes. So, um, you know, I try to butcher, you know, or have a purchased a butchered uh, cow and okay. one to two cows a year, a couple hogs a year, and of course the deer. So with that, I get the livers. Uh, I, I get the beef heart. Actually, beef tongue uh, was, was pretty good. I haven't had brain yet. But uh, yeah, liver, kidneys, heart, I, I do include. I Beef liver still, a, it's hard for me to get used to uh, that taste. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll mix it with some ground beef or ground pork. But yeah, I do incorporate some organ meat into my diet. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that hunting season has started in Ohio. Have you been able to make a kill yet? Not this year yet. I'm, uh, okay. It just opened this past weekend for bow season. Um, I My schedule has not allowed me, but I am itching to get out there. Um, my I hunt and my two youngest sons hunt as well. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. My younger two sons are much better hunters than I am. And uh, oh. you know, last year between the two of them, they, they put three deer in the freezer for us last year for the oh, household. Wow. So, uh, they are oh. quite good. Yeah, good job boys wow uh so do you do you all bow hunt or uh rifle what what do you use uh both so this time of year right now is bow hunting season here yeah um, rifle season doesn't start until the monday after thanksgiving in ohio okay um so that's a week long i i have vacation that week to try to make the most out of those days and then uh, bow will continue through beginning of February. And then there's a week in there of muzzle loader as well. So we hunt all. Of okay. Awesome. So, uh, my New Year's resolution for 2022 was that I was going to kill a deer. And you know what? It hasn't happened yet. I got a few more months. <laughs> <laughs> but what's what could you give me any advice as a first time Huntress. <laughs> Patience. Uh, okay. So I, I guess, are you hunting bow or bow or rifle? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be using a crossbow. Okay. Nice. All right. So I guess uh, patience and planning. So what I found, if you have a, you know, so we don't own property ourselves. So it's, you know, but I don't like public land hunting, at least here in Ohio. It's just mm -hmm. too, too crazy so we uh we do have a relative okay. that has a farm we hunt there a neighboring farm a couple places like that so the key for us is to get out there early um you know before the actual season starts when possible put up some trail cameras uh, so we can get an idea of what's coming through there uh look for signs of deer whether it be some scrapes on the trees or rubs um you know things like that look for signs and then uh patience get out there obviously long before the sun comes up and uh hopefully when the sun's coming up that you know, you're in a right position and then uh you know sometimes middle of the day 
isn't going to be very active. So sometimes we'll split it up to a morning and a late in the afternoon uh, slash evening hunt. Uh, sometimes I'll sit out there all day, but patience. It's just, I can't tell you mm-hmm. countless days sitting out there, not even seeing anything. Um, so try okay. to do your homework, you know, planning and, and prep work and then uh, just patience. All right. I've, I've got patience. Maybe I'll do all right. I'll have to let you know. I'll make a point <laughs> yeah, to let you know if I, I, if I get one. Yeah, please do. All right. Um, so you mentioned um, that you were able to get the diabetes under control and you know, all, all of those other laundry list of health concerns you had. Were there any unexpected benefits um that you gained from changing the way you eat uh body composition um that that has been noticeably different um it's more and i've had decades of abuse on my own body but you know i you know i compare what i look like now to what i did in my mid-20s um which mm-hmm. you know i didn't think would ever happen um my workouts have been, um, you know, I've been able to get that intensity back. I was lacking for a little, little while. Um, I, I still, you know, are 15 and that's, that's about tops for me, but the quality of workout is great. Recovery is better. Um, and again, the laundry list of health issues, I just don't experience anymore. Uh, and those are, mm-hmm. those are huge. Um, like I said, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but, you know, sleep apnea was just an ugly, ugly diagnosis. I, I plan on making a video of me actually smashing my old sleep apnea machine because it yeah. just, I hated that thing with a passion, the diabetes, the neuropathy, the brain fog, just, there's literally a laundry list of things that, uh, yeah. that I didn't know if this lifestyle would fix, but it did. And, and probably the other thing I'm thinking of, I, we recently became grandparents. So having the, uh, having the opportunity to be around, uh, mm-hmm. for my granddaughter and, and to be able to, to play with, with her and do things like that, which I don't think, and so without this lifestyle, I probably wouldn't be even better, let alone yeah. have the opportunity to interact with her. Yeah. That, that means a lot. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen office space? I have. Okay. <laughs> you know that scene when they, they're smashing the printer, they take it out <laughs> to the field. Okay. <laughs> when you said making a video of you destroying the CPAP machine, that's what popped into my head. <laughs> so I would, uh, I would love, true. I would love to see that. I will. <laughs> it's on my to-do list, my to-do video making list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one more question to ask you, Eric. Um, Okay. What advice would you give to someone um, just starting out or that was in your position, December, 2017, what would you tell them? I would, uh, I would tell them first, don't overthink it. Um, and, and don't put yourself in a silo or a box. So in this community, I love this community, by the way, it is awesome. It is filled with great people. Um, 
but there's also some in this community that will say, well, you're not true carnivore because you drink coffee or, mm. or you're not you know, keto because of this, or you're not no carb because you have eggs and eggs have 0.3 carbs in them, you know, just right. pay, don't pay attention to those people, right? Figure out what works for you. You have to start experimenting, start eliminating uh, foods from your diet and listen to your body. Um, and, and that's it. We overcomplicate um, health and weight loss in this country so much. Um, you know, I don't have a, a magic app I don't have a, a program. I don't count macros. I literally just try to eat the most natural animal-based foods and listen to my body. And, uh, and that would be my advice. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Don't listen to negative people and, uh, and interact with positive people like yourself in this community. All right. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. This has been an absolutely fantastic interview. Thank you again for taking some time out your day to meet with me. Alyssa, I can't thank you mm -hmm. enough. Again, it's uh, I've always wanted to do, do one of these. And uh, you reached out and asked if I'd be interested. The story was, the answer is heck yes. And, and again, I subscribe okay. to your YouTube. I've watched your other interviews. You do a great job. And uh, yeah, I just, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story and and, and I appreciate it. That's it for today. Until next time, stay meaty, stay strong, and stay inspired. Do you have a carnivore story to tell? Connect with me on Instagram at meet, M-E-A-T, Mrs. M-R-S Grubbs, G-R-U-B-S. I would love to interview you. And the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals. Thanks so much for watching and all your support. Bye-bye till next time.